Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2017. This is Penny talking about steps 8 and 9. Hi, I'm Penelope and I'm an alcoholic, a member of, member of Bendigo Friday Night in Chapter 6. I haven't prepared anything, so let's see what comes out. Um, steps 8 and 9, um, I think... The first thing that comes to mind is a cautionary tale. Um, I remember when I first got into AA and I desperately wanted to do the right thing, so um, I I looked at the steps and I didn't understand half of them and I knew I had a problem and I looked at nine and I went, right, I can say sorry. No, that's not what it says. Um, (laughs) And it was only a couple of months in and I decided that I'd try and make amends to um, the father of my children and um, it ended up with him catching a taxi and me swearing. Um, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. And somebody later on told me that the steps were numbered for a reason. <laughs> and I thought, hmm, yeah, I might take that on board. Um, it worked a little bit later, a couple of It worked a lot better a couple of years later. And I think um, to try and explain, to paint a picture, there I was, 23, I'd come into AA. I had two sons, uh, they were five and two at the time and it was, I was in this relationship and it was on again, off again with, with um, their dad and it was hell. It was a relationship that involved a lot of intimidation, um, swearing, most of the intimidation came from me. Um, yes, he, uh, he, he actually threatened me one day to uh, turn me black and blue and I just stood up and went, like fun, good luck, um, you'll end up worse than I and um, called the police and, oh, we had lots of fun and, um, yeah, two little kids in the mix. Uh, we'd go out um, to functions when we were invited, which in the end wasn't a lot uh, because of me and a little bit of him too. Um, we'd, we'd cause a scene and... Um, you can, you can just imagine what happened and, and again, I say with, with two little kids. So when looking at um, just glancing through the steps, I knew that he was the big one on the list, you know, right up there with my mum. Um, they were the big two for me. And, and at that point, I actually really didn't like him. Um, so, yeah, that, that was problematic and, and here I was trying to get sober. And so I started going through the steps and started going through them properly and learnt a lot about myself. And you cannot, yeah, like, I mean, after having done step four, here you go, I've got my list. Yes, he's right up the top. Um, And I've got my list, but I'm still not ready. You know, I'm still not ready to make amends because I wasn't there yet. I couldn't see how selfish I'd been. I couldn't see how dishonest I'd been. I couldn't see how disrespectful I'd been and just downright nasty bitch you know like I'd go from nice to bitch in 2.5 seconds and and then back again and um and you know this was a daily event um all of the all of the woes of my world were of his making he did it wasn't me and the more I replayed those resentments like what David said I got you know I was as white as snow and he was you know the devil um but it, it just wasn't true we were just both really really crook um, and so there I was practicing away, trying to trying to do these steps, and I, and I get through step four, and I'm really having a good hard look at myself. Uh, and I must say, it was my third attempt because the first two I didn't try it the way that the big book suggests. 
the third time I did and it worked. Um, and I could actually see myself and I did pray for him and I found compassion um, for this man that I hated, you know? Like when, when I was first in AA um, and I was still crazy as a cut snake um, and he'd come over to pick up the kids and it'd end up in a screaming match and, and ridiculous stuff and they'd be swearing and again, little kids and I just didn't even, you know, what mum does that? I did. Um, and it was just horrific. So we'd have these screaming matches and I'd be like, you're not paying your child support and you're not doing this. Rah, rah, rah. And I'd carry on. And, um, you know, and then I'd say, can I borrow $2 for milk? And he'd go, yeah, you want $2 for milk, but I bet you got a bottle of Jack's in the cupboard. No, I don't. Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> you know, he could see straight through me. It was, it was ridiculous. Um, so that was what it was like. And that was early sobriety, um, you know, and still with the little guys. And, um, you know, I mean, I look back now and I can just see I was on my way to the commission area and DHS was going to be involved any day. You know, that's, that's to paint a picture of me and where I was at the, at, at the end of um, my active alcoholism. And having screaming matches and swearing on the front lawn in front of the neighbours... You know, and, and then being too, you know, scared to even walk out of the house for fear that I'd see the neighbours and they'd judge me. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't take a genius to... Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, that's where I was at. And then I'm getting a little bit more sober and I thought, ooh, you know, I'm really not treating this man very nicely. <laughs> and I started to curb my language and tried to stop swearing. And I actually started seeing a psychologist and he said, ooh... He's a tough one. Um, you can probably cope with maybe two different topics and then you need to get out of there because your uh, patience and tolerance will disappear. <laughs> Smart psychologist. And um, so I would, and I would get on the phone and I'd talk to him for a minute and, and I'd feel it rise and I'd just, sorry, I've got to go to the toilet. <laughs> that was what I did. I always, jeez, oh, I went to the toilet a lot. Um, <laughs> that was my escape. That was how I got out of that. And... Um, Unbeknownst to me, I'd actually already started making amends just by the way that I was treating him, but I didn't twig to that. But I just, it all came naturally um, because I was trying to practice his program. And so I'd stop swearing at him, I'd stop arguing with him, I'd stop asking him for child support. Didn't even get the, you know, the child support agency would ring me up and say, you know, do you want us to garnish his wages? I said, I don't care, it's none of my business. And I really started to realise that, yeah, his life was none of my business. That's part of the reason why we weren't together anymore. Um, and so then I got really, really nice. And then I'm making excuses with the kids, saying, oh, no, Dad's very busy and I'm, I'm actually lying to my children to try and save his skin. I wasn't quite right either. Um, so it, it, it was an interesting thing. And then I found my feet and realised that, no, he's him, I'm me. I don't know what he's up to. I don't know why he hasn't seen you for three months feel free to give him a call. Do you want me to make the phone call? Yes, no, whatever. And I would go with what they wanted. This is a whole new concept to me. Actually, what Stuart said, you know, listening to other people, what they wanted and doing what they wanted, not what I thought should be done. And, um, and years and years went past and, and um, yeah, I got to a point where he was him, I was me, I had some compassion and I knew that even that first attempt at amends, I needed to make amends for, <laughs> along with all the other stuff. And I could see where I had been selfish and inconsiderate and self-seeking and, 
and um, dishonest and you name it. Uh, and I sat down with him this one day and I didn't even mean to do it. But we were just sitting there. I was in very fit spiritual condition this one day. And we were just having a conversation. And it just opened up and we just started talking really freely and I said, I have no idea how you put up with me. And that was how the conversation started. I said, geez, I just have no idea how you did it. There must be a bit of saint in there somewhere. Um, Some of the stuff and the shenanigans that I pulled, uh, just ridiculous. And and the conversation went on and, and he said... Yeah, I remember like when we get an invite to a wedding or something and get the invite and I'd read it and I'd just go and get really, really tense and I'd get really, really anxious and think, oh crap, what's she going to do? And then the day would roll around of the event and we'd be getting ready and you're getting ready and fluffing around and I'm getting more and more anxious and we'd get to the event and sure enough... Um, you know, something had happened and and um, there I was, you know, the start of the night looking all nice and at the end of the night your stockings look like leggings because you've lost your shoes and your mascara's come down your face and you look like a panda bear and swearing at somebody and what a great date to take to a wedding. Um, that's the mother of my children. She's great, isn't she? Uh, yeah, and when... When he explained to me the feeling that he got when we were about to go out somewhere, I truly, for the first time I think, truly at depth, understood just how much harm I can do. Um, The emotional pain that I can put somebody in, um, and it was completely unintentional, unintentional, absolutely. That doesn't make it okay. Um, That was a big day for me. It was a really big day for me to truly understand and put myself in somebody else's shoes. What a freeing experience, you know. So now when he rings up on Christmas Day and says, can I come over and see the kids? Yep, come on over, Andrew. Bring the wife and and, and your other stepdaughter. That'd be great. Come on in. Cuddle. Merry Christmas. How are you going? And make his children, like stepchildren, welcome and his wife welcome that's what I do today. So it's a bit different to standing on the front lawn going, um, you know, to, hi, how are you going? And, I, and I, I, I don't worry about the fact that, you know, he could ring up on Christmas Day and say, can I come around? If it's convenient, the answer is yes. If it's not convenient, the answer is no. Um, and I don't place judgment on the fact that, you know, he might ring up on the day because um, that's his stuff, not mine. If it works, it's good. If it doesn't, yeah. Because he's got a different set of values to me. But I know what my values are. And if I don't live up to them, I pay the consequences. And my values clearly stipulate swearing and carrying on like a pork chop and putting somebody else in absolute fear before going out to celebrate somebody else's event is not cricket. Um, So I can't live with it. My head won't let me live with it. It will go off and off and off. Um, And I just end up with that self-loathing. You know, I can't, I can't live. I can't live with myself. And this whole bit about making amends, um, it's just, it's crazy because all my life I walked around with a rear vision mirror. I was always looking in it because there was somebody coming up to get me. Because I'd done something wrong, even if I hadn't identified it properly and why I'd done it and all that sort of 
you know, analysed it or whatever. I knew it was wrong and I knew that they were coming to get me and I would just be deathly afraid constantly. So to actually be able to do these steps and put some of that stuff, you know, I don't have to avoid those streets like what Stuart said, you know, like don't have to avoid that place or that place. I don't have to cross the road when I see such and such. Um, I can just, you know, wave and move along or whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, So my rear vision mirror is gone. Um, I still haven't finished making all of my amends, but there's only like little bits that I haven't, um, I haven't met up with people. But through the advent of Facebook, I've actually found some. So I'm like, wow, technology. And I'm really keen to do that. I have no qualms about making amends. Um, you know, I had no qualms about destroying some people's uh, nights. So why should I have any qualms about making amends for it? And it's not about just apologising. It's about the way that I act, you know. And that is a big thing. And I'm glad, like, even with the example that I've given, that I had years, I had years up my sleeve of treating him respectfully um, when that conversation came so that it could be open and it could be honest and I could listen and I could hear and I could understand because had it happened years before, I wouldn't have got it. I wouldn't have got it. I was too sick. I didn't know enough about myself to actually truly understand. So that was really good and... And I've had other things too, you know, like um, when I was a kid, it was funny actually, me and my sister, and I didn't know that my sister did it too, but we used to steal money off my brother's table, um, like just coins and 20 cent pieces, 50 cent pieces, and oh, then when the gold moonies came out, that was great, and you, you know, go up to the shop and buy lollies, and then later on, Southern Comfort. <laughs> and it was funny, so I was like, felt really bad about it and, and thought, what am I going to do, you know, like, how do I make amends to my brother? And it's not about the theft, it's about the betrayal of trust. And for me to think of it like that, it was, a, a, there's a big difference. And um, so, you know, he was having a birthday coming up and I thought, well, I'm going to, and I had no idea how much money I'd stolen, so I was going to get him a present, so I got him a, a, a very generous um, Bunnings gift card voucher for like $400. Normally I'd spend like 50 and I thought that'll cover it. And I'll explain to him what, why. And so I said, Rob, you know, really sorry. Uh, when I was, you know, younger, I used to nick money off your table and, and, and um, can't believe I did that, you know. You just left it there all trusting-like and here I was leaving it off you, your own little sister. And he didn't want to have a bar of it. He did not want to hear what I had to say. He said, Penny, I don't care, it's in the past, it's fine, you're my little sister, I love you, piss off. <laughs> That's literally, he said, don't you have a train to catch? Go. I don't, I don't ever want to talk about this again. I said, okay. I hesitated for a bit because I wanted to talk about it more and then I realised that was to alleviate my guilt. So I shut up and I went, okay, thanks Rob. Gave him a big cuddle and said, I'll go get get on that train and that was the way that it was supposed to work and that's the thing about these steps is um you know really reading the fine print uh, you know it gives you the instructions in the big book pretty clearly um when to do so would in, injure others and and you know how to stop and how to pause and make sure that you don't make it worse and be respectful of the other person and I've had quite a few experiences like that and they've all been different and it's been really good um and again just to put that rear vision mirror away so as I said, I've still got a few more um, to make, but they're pretty pretty minor, and 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 the ones that I, y- you still continue, you know, to to my dying day, I will be respectful um, 
of Andrew and to my dying day I will never thieve anything off my brother and I will keep keep a keep a close eye on making sure that I don't betray anybody else like that um, there were other things that you know after you did your step four and you you wrote down the harms done there were things like you know I stole a lamp table from Kmart um, as you do and <laughs> I just put it in a trolley and walked clean out and because I wanted it and then I went home and I said to Andrew oh I bought this um coffee table so you know that's where the $90 went no I bought alcohol because I didn't steal alcohol funnily enough not very often um so I would steal other stuff and say that I spent the money on that and then I would buy the alcohol and then I'd drink it all before he even knew that it was yeah so I could hide the evidence anyway my logic is flawed um so I I I thought well what do I do about that and there I was a single mum with two kids uh, I've got a stolen, stolen stuff from here, there and everywhere. What do I do? And, and the big book tells me, you know, um, you've got to be willing. You've got to be willing to front up. So I had to be willing to front up to Kmart and go, right, put the cuffs on me. I've stolen <laughs> a lot of stuff. Um, you know, take me away. And then, and then it said, except when to do so would injure, injure others. And um, it was like, well, hang on a minute. If mum gets arrested, what happens to kitties? Because dad's not really sort of in the picture and it was like, I was willing to do that. And that was the main thing. I was willing to do that. But for that purpose, I never went to Kmart. I had to go and make amends elsewhere. And that meant putting in um, a lot of overtime at work. And, <laughs> you know, unpaid. So it was just another way to make amends. Like, I've, I've stolen from the community at large. I'll put something back in. And so that was the way to to equal the ledger and that and that's all it's about and just as long as my ledger is in the plus column you know that I'm actually being more productive and than than what I was then I'm better off and I can sleep at night and um I'm not going to go around hurting other people and affecting them uh and that's that's a wonderful way to be so as far as steps you know eight and nine the last two of the action steps um Really, really important. I'd say they're definitely in the top 12. Um, and, and you shouldn't miss them. You shouldn't skip them because that's the last bit of the freedom and it's fantastic because then you've got this big block, steps one through nine. You've been practising all this stuff. You've really learnt it at depth and on a huge scale because, well, my resentments weren't 200 and something, but they're close. <laughs> and um, you've got all of this practice at this stuff. So when you get to, you know, steps 10, 11, 12, you've, you can do that amends properly the right way because you've had all this practice. And, and um, yeah, that's why I like these two steps. And thanks for a fantastic weekend. Information about the annual Melbourne AA Steps Weekend is available from www.stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au Thanks for letting us share.